Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, July 17th, and we are back to talk all things Florida State. A lot of recruiting in this episode, a lot going on with football, and a few other news and notes items that we'll get to. But we appreciate you watching. If you're watching on this on replay, if you're hearing this right now, you probably are because there's not a lot of people in here as we get it kicked off. But if you're watching on replay, do us a favor, smash that like button, hit the subscribe button. So you get a notification the next time that we go live. Richie, I know you're watching golf this morning. That's why we're a few minutes late, not to give you too hard of a time, but how's your weekend been so far? A lot of TV, a lot of a lot of uh, feet kicked up watching guys hit little round balls. Yeah, you know, I, I love that. I'm an early riser anyway. Like I get up at 5 a.m. pretty much every day. So to be able to wake up this early and see golf is amazing. Um, Friday night, went to the Cush House with uh, CJ Laird and Silk and Preston Parker. Oh stopped by for an interview that was an, an elite time had a blast with all of those guys um how's your weekend going man pretty good um yesterday was a really good day we took my kids to the children we took my kids to the children's museum here in tampa the glazers um put that together it's a really really cool thing with just like a bunch of interactive um kind of like life-size toys and stuff for them to play with so no screens no videos like it's really cool for them to just kind of like we're, we're big, like, on no screens. Like, my kids don't have iPads. Like, if you do that, like, that's fine. That's But, like, my kids don't have iPads. We, we don't do a ton of, like, TV with the kids. Like, we like to take them and do stuff so that they'll be, like, you know, well-adjusted adults. So, anyway, not to, again, not trying to judge you. If, you. if your kids have iPads, then whatever. Your life's probably more sane than mine is. But um, then we went swimming later in the afternoon. We, yeah, we had a great day. So, and then today, you know, got up, went to church, and, and now doing the podcast. So, I'll be done with all my responsibilities at in you know in about half an hour, and I'll just kind of like kick my feet up and watch <laughs> the end of this tournament as well. So, but yeah, good weekend, good stuff. Glad to be here. Um, we'll get started. We'll get out of here so Richie can get back to the golf. Um, oh, what do you got over there? Is that a Guinness? Uh, Guinness extra stout. I yeah, couldn't find any good. Scottish beer, so the wife did make a, a Scottish breakfast this morning. I saw phenomenal. that. It looked good. Yeah, she, she, she loves themed things, so she's not the biggest golf fan, but she's been watching. But, yeah, she loves themed things, so I'm like, all right, I will love a, a homemade Scottish breakfast. So it was phenomenal. Yeah, I love it. So, cool. Well, let's get after it. Um, Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Make sure you go by and tell them that Double Fries No Slaw sent you. Get your gut box without the coleslaw in it. Um They've got some interesting stuff coming out soon. Some NIL stuff dropping, uh, which will be pretty cool. It's not really related to us or associated. I just kind of know because I was chatting with them the other day. So that's that's going to be kind of neat. Um, so, yeah, support Guthrie. Support those that give back to uh, to our FSU student athletes, um, which also both of our other sponsors do as well. So we'll, we'll talk about them in just a moment. I'm going to – I'm going to be going through Tallahassee on Saturday – and there's a very good chance that I stop and, and get Elena like a, her first gut box just to, you know, just to make it fun. So anyway, all right. A lot of QB recruiting news, a lot of just recruiting news in general. Florida State uh, lost a commitment this week. Uh, quarterback Chris Parson decommitted. De um, unless you're living in Iraq, I mean, you know that you're, you know, you're, you're familiar with that. And you uh, have heard it already. I haven't done a spaces since it happened haven't done a podcast that you know was related to that. I and mean, we talked with Coach Pinsky. We did the softball thing, which both of those are absolutely excellent. 
Um, you should go check out our interview with Coach Brian Pinsky and then our, our softball watch party that we did with some of the girls. Um, but haven't really had a chance to go on record and talk about it at all. Um, Chris Parson was committed for almost a year. Um, kind of the bell cow of the class. Grew up a Florida State fan. You know, somebody that the staff did want to be in the class. Um, Richie, I've got some takes. I've got some thoughts. I'm going to get this shared everywhere. I'm going to let you go for a minute and get some takes off about Parson decommitting and your thoughts around uh, him, his recruitment, um, and all of that. Yeah, re real quick, uh, guys, go back and watch that that softball watch party. That was a blast. I think you, uh, TJ and Sydney and all the ladies did a phenomenal job with that. I cannot wait for the next one. But, yeah, Chris Parson decommits. It's probably the least surprising decommit you know, of the cycle so far, I, I think we all kind of saw this coming. You know, you go back when Brendan in, in two four seven dropped a headline, basically just saying, "Hey, um, you know, Dante Moore, five star quarterbacks coming to visit Florida State." It wasn't like a personal visit; he wasn't even considering us. He just came through with this team, and Chris Parson deleted everything Florida State from his Instagram account. Showed it was kind of a you know fragile mentality. You know, not to pile on a, a teenager because it, it's the, the biggest decision of his life. So definitely wish him nothing but the best, but it wasn't surprising. Um, and then when Florida state, you know, started offering Ricky Collins, Brock Glenn, you know, he kind of started putting his offers. Oh, got an offer from Mississippi state, SMU, et cetera. I, I think it was, it's good to have some finality, right? Because it, this was going to happen eventually. And I wish him nothing but the best, but it, it's, like you said, it, the staff did want him, right? It's not like they pushed him out. They said, hey, we're trying to get someone else, so you should look elsewhere. No, they, they we we 100% wanted Chris Parson in this class. I think, you know, he maybe just didn't feel like he was getting the love as the top quarterback. I, I don't buy into 100% the whole competition, afraid to, to compete thing, because anywhere you go, you're going to have to compete, right? But I do think, you know, he, he just didn't feel like he was their guy, and that's where we are now, and now <laughs> – Mike Norvell, you better land Brock Glenn. Uh, one last note, I, I, it's worth mentioning that when Chris Parson committed, he committed to Kenny Dillingham, right? So now we have Tony Tokars, and it sounds like Tokars kind of preferred Glenn a little bit over Parson, which would make sense. You know, a new quarterback coach, and Alex Atkins now the offensive coordinator, he's going to defer to Tony Tokars for the quarterback. You know, it, like I said, it, this was coming eventually. I think we were all waiting. We've talked about this probably two months ago, TJ said it, he's probably not going to be in this class. So again, I'm just happy to have some, uh, you know, finality to this whole thing. And we, we hope Brock Glenn commits to us. Uh, but your thoughts on, on Parson. Yeah, I think it was, uh, like you said, I think it was inevitable. I think it was going to happen. I do think there's an aspect of this. And like you mentioned, I think Tokars prefers, um, prefers Glenn thinks that Glenn has a higher ceiling. I think that, you know, kind of when it's all said and done, I mean, I do think that, you know, uh, Glenn and and Collins that they pursued a little bit, but you know that that's kind of dead there. Like that that's not like both sides have you know got to meet and and that's probably not going anywhere. But uh, yeah, I think that I do think that Glenn is probably going to be the better long term option. Um, and I think the staff realizes that that's what the staff wants. But the staff did very much want, and we'll talk about Glenn Richard here in the comments has a question about him you know we'll talk about him in just a minute but I, I do think the staff wanted him i think the staff wanted to take two quarterbacks and and have a battle and have competition and um parson his camp well i you know i i 
can't speak for Parsons specifically, but I certainly know his camp did not want competition. You know, his dad came on the spaces and um, was passionate. I'll say that. Like, I, you know, I'm trying to be careful somewhat with what I say and, and not sound like I'm just bashing a, a dad that loves his kid. But he was very passionate. And, and if I was, you know, if my if, if Bryant or Lincoln is, you know, a four or five star recruit at, at some point, and I feel like they're, um, you know, a staff that they've been loyal to is is looking elsewhere. I, you know, I'm probably going to feel some kind of way, you know, as well. Um, so I, I don't really blame him. But at the end of the day, you know, Mike Norvell's tenure is 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 going to be judged on what happens on the football field and not who he makes happy in a recruiting class, right? I think that if if Mike Norvell and Tony Tokars and, and this staff think that someone else is a better fit for their offense and a better fit long term for what they're going to do. I mean, how do you blame him for going a different route? You know, like I think, you know, like how, you know, and, and his dad made a lot of good points about Chris being loyal and Chris being committed and Chris really being the bell cow of the class. And all that's true. I don't think he's a bad kid or anything like that, but Mike Norvell is not going to have a job based on a kid being nice or loyal or whatever, you know? And so they wanted him. There was a spot for him here. Um, it seemed like they did, they did not embrace competition at all. Um, his dad came on the spaces and very much so was saying that they should not look at more quarterbacks. They should not recruit more quarterbacks. They should not, you know, he, his, his quote, um, <laughs> the bar I which love it. was, yeah, amazing. <laughs> uh, and we quoted it, Brendan put it in an article on two, four, seven, you know, you go into a bar and there's three girls sitting there. One of them likes you, but you try and be greedy and get the other two and you end up leaving with nobody. I'm not sure if Florida state's going to leave with nobody. I, you know, we'll get to Brock Glenn here in a second, but, uh, certainly did cost them Parson by recruiting other quarterbacks. That said, you can't be held hostage by a recruit or his dad who, you know, I know that there was some You've played frustration. That game yeah. There was some frustration with um, some of the media and dealing with Parson's dad. And so um, probably best for all parties to just kind of move on. You mentioned the um, Dante Moore situation there was a situation where he kind of had a meltdown at an Elite 11 camp when he didn't originally get selected. Did play pretty well at the Elite 11 camp. Um, yeah. You can't put all of your eggs into that one basket because several guys have done that. You've never heard of him, about him again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, wish Chris the very best. Wish him the best of luck going forward. But at the end of the day, Florida State has to do what's best for them. I think Florida State wanted to take two quarterbacks in this class. I, I believe I saw a stat out there that 53% of the quarterbacks starting this season are transfers. Transferred at some point. Jeez. That's in all of in the 130 teams, including 56. Florida State's quarterback, right? Yeah, Florida State's quarterback. You know, LSU's quarterback. Like, yeah, like a lot of the teams that we play. So, 50 half of quarterbacks are transfers as far as starters go. Um, you can't you can't count on. And there's injuries. There's you know just who knows what. You have to protect yourself as a staff. You needed to take two guys. You need to take two guys and. Again, I don't think it's disrespectful to Parson to recruit another quarterback. They were upfront about it. They were honest about it. And if he didn't want to come in and compete, which clearly, based on what his dad said and by his actions, he didn't want to compete, I mean, then good luck. I mean, good luck somewhere else, whether that's Mississippi State, whether that's SMU, wherever you go, you have to be realistic. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. It's okay to look out for your best child's best interest. Uh, at the same time, you have to teach your child that adversity will come their way. Sometimes they have to stand up and fight for what they want. You want to be that guy. If you love Florida State, if you bleed, garden, gold, whatever, all these euphemisms, 
go out there and prove that you're better, right? If you're better, be better. You know, if, if this guy's not as good as you, then what's the big deal? If you don't compete, it very much seems like you're scared. And that, you know, and that's and trying to downgrade a kid or whatever. Hope, hope the very best for him. But those are my thoughts. I also think, again, ton of drama with his dad. Um, you know, he'd go on spaces and, you know, rent for 10 minutes. That That's, you know, even if you are passionate and just love your kid, like, you know, it's not, it's well, not, it's, a, it's, it's never well received. You know, it's, it's not a it's, great it's, look. It's really similar to last year, right? You know, Nico Marchio was all in on Florida State, right? He was the, yeah. the bell call of the class. Uh, he was probably our best recruiter early on. And he said he knew that Florida State was going to take another quarterback and it didn't bother him. But within a week of A.J. Duffy committing, Nico says, no, I'm out, man. And guess what? He didn't play a single snap at West Virginia this year. So, again, to, to the point, you're going to have to compete wherever you go. So I don't put a whole lot of stock into the competition thing. Because there's quarterbacks on every single roster. But I do think Florida State, you know, we need to get our quarterback room in shape because I like Jordan Travis. I don't think A.J. Duffy's quite ready. I hope he could prove me wrong. It should, you know, we need him this year. I don't like anybody behind him. And that's not a shot at anybody. That's just the facts. So we definitely do need more than one quarterback. Uh, Hopefully it'll be Brock Glenn and maybe another one or a transfer. But yeah, the, the quarterback room has to be reassured. And Mike Norvell, like you mentioned, TJ, you cannot be held hostage by a kid. We saw that with Willie Taggart and Sam Howell and how that ended up, right? It, it no. just doesn't work. So, again, best of luck to Chris Parson. But, again, no different from the Nico and AJ situation last year. Yeah, and I think it'll be telling where Chris ends up. There have been some crystal balls that have put him to Mississippi State, um, you know. And and it'll be interesting to see kind of his career trajectory, like how that ends up, where he lands, and and things like that. So, okay, um, want to talk about Brock Glenn? I know that's kind of the easy transition. That's the easy, you know, kind of where we go from there. Before we get into that, I want to thank our friends over at Gramco. You can visit thegramco.com for all of your Delta Eight needs, um, whether that's gummies, vapes, um, tropical hard candy, wake and bake coffee, whatever you need, they will get you taken care of. Um, the blue raspberry gummies are the absolute best. We are throwing a tailgate. Tickets are on sale right now at rollupnetwork.com. If you go to merch, they're right there. I'll actually throw the link in here as we're chatting, but tickets are on sale for our um, New Orleans tailgate for the uh, FSU LSU game. Gramco is sponsoring that. We're open to other sponsors as well if you want to kind of sponsor on the side, but Gramco is going to bring the gummies. We're going to have a fantastic time out in New Orleans. Before we'll have Guthrie's we there. Guthrie's will be there. Yeah, yes. we're sneaking them in. Um, but uh, yeah, Guthrie's, shout out Guthrie's, man. My guy was like, man, I'm, I'm hunting that weekend. I'm not sure if I can make it. Uh, but with Canes being there, he's like, I'm going to hire somebody to like drive the chicken out there. So <laughs> Guthrie's will be there. But yeah, shout out Gramco. You can use uh, code DFNS25 at checkout. You get 25% off. It makes your gummies like 20 bucks, right? And so just go check some out. Go get some. Really, really good stuff. Um, I will put a link to the tailgate tickets in the chat. And it'll last you like a month unless you're like Newberg, who just has like five at a time. So yeah. it's very – the value is is extreme. It really is. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, so shout out Gramco. They're great folks, founded by FSU alums. Um, really, really good stuff. So check them out, thegramco.com. Must be 21 or older to order. Go Grab that today. All right, Brock Glenn. Richie, you can start us off here. I'm going to share a couple more things, and let's talk a little bit about Brock Glenn. There's been some crystal balls his way. Um, Florida State feels 
pretty good about some things, but where, where are you at? And what are your thoughts on, on how this is all going to kind of go down here soon? So he, he plans to decide soon, but he hasn't, you know, committed for lack of better words to an actual date yet. I think we need to get him committed before the dead period at, at the end of the month, because if he waits through the dead period, because, you know, Ohio state Auburn uh, and now LSU is the most recent that's involved with him. Right. So if he waits beyond the dead period and then takes a visit to LSU, I think Florida State fans have a real reason to worry. But if he commits before then, I feel really good about Florida State. I believe Ohio State already has a quarterback committed. And I just think it's like we mentioned, this is who Tony Tokars and Mo have kind of prioritized as QB1 now that that person is out of the class. A lot of crystal balls for Brock Glenn to Florida State. You know, the, the Mike Norvell and the staff, some of the staff know him because he, he's from the Memphis area. So they, they've been in contact with him, you know, since before they were at Florida State. It's a great opportunity for Florida State to capitalize on here and land his commitment. You have to do it, though, right? Like, you know, again, we did not push Parson out. He was 100% a take if he wanted to stay in this class. But by going hard after Brock Glenn, it's a fact that you knew that was going to potentially make Parson leave the class, which he did. So you got to land him because if, if he ends up at LSU or Ohio state or somewhere else, we're, we're in rough shape. Cause I don't think Ricky Collins is even in play for Florida state anymore. Yeah, he's not, they've, they've moved on there. Ricky's moved on there. Um, and that's not somebody they're actively pursuing. There are some other potential names that could come up that, you know, Florida state will pursue. Um, at this time, those names aren't necessarily out there, but there, there does seem to kind of be some smoke around, um, a second quarterback, which again, Florida State has been open and up front that they have wanted yeah. to take a second quarterback. And I don't think that, you know, that's going to shock anybody if they do. Uh, I feel pretty good about Glenn. I don't think Auburn's really in play. I think yeah. LSU is, is somebody to kind of look at. I think that Ohio State is still trying to, or Ohio State is going after the the, the Baylor kid. So I'm yeah. sorry, I don't have that off the top of my head. But I think Ohio State, I don't want to say they're not in it right now. But if they, they're not all. They worry me. Yeah, they worry me a little bit less because I think that they kind of have another target in mind, and so I feel good. I feel like Florida State's in a good spot. Auburn doesn't really worry me at all. Um, I think that I think that Florida State's in a in a in a really good spot for Brock Glenn. I do think, and he said that he wants to commit before the end of the seat before the end of the month. Um, I think if that happens, it will be FSU, um, minus something crazy happening. Um, but this is recruiting and you can never count your, uh, I mean, even after he commits, you know, it, you know, we'll, we'll, over. Yeah. See. we'll, we'll get to December and then go from there. But, uh, yeah, I, I like Florida state here. Uh, we put in a, we put in a crystal ball the other day for, uh, for Simmons, and that ended up being true. But if I had a crystal ball, I'd probably put it in for uh, for uh, for Glenn. I, I uh, think we, I, I think I feel good there. Hundred percent, put it in. And like I said, if it goes past the dead period, I go from Florida State to Foggy because I think that's what they they allow for the crystal balls. So yeah, it, it's it's imperative in my opinion. Uh, and I'm not trying to be dramatic or anything, but it's imperative we get him committed before the dead period because I think that puts us in a really good position. And then you have players like, you know, Hikey Williams, right? The, the five-star wide receiver who, if he shows up at Florida State at the end of the month at, at the Seminole Showcase, 
watch out. I, I think there might be something there as well. Yeah, there's a there's a big uh, there's a big push from um, Florida State to go after uh, some big targets in that in that end of July. Uh, weekend, which we will certainly talk about as we get a little bit closer, and we'll talk about it a lot next weekend um, because that it'll it'll be you know the the weekend prior to that. We'll probably have Blowstein or, or somebody on to talk about the guys that that do end up there. So, but I feel good about Glenn. I, I think he ends up in this class. Um, fingers crossed. We kind of get some guys to come in with him. Um, so, all right, let's keep it rolling. I do want to ask you if you're watching this live or on replay, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button so you get updated when we go live again. Richie, I've been streaming these dumb games on NCAA 14. If you guys like that, um, that's a lot of fun. I'm going to play one tonight, FSU versus UF. We're nine and we're, what are we right now? We've lost, we lost three games. Georgia Tech, right? My yeah, goodness. but we beat NC State, we beat LSU, you know, we beat Miami. Uh, Georgia Tech, they still run that 2014 option. That made it really, really tough on me with the sliders turned way up. But yeah, we're we're eight and three right now. Need to beat at UF to get to nine and three in a New Year's Six Bowl. So um, ACC's out of play. We lost three conference games, uh, but uh, nine and three. I mean, you take nine and three even with a loss to Georgia Tech, right? It just is what it is, yeah. right? Like yeah, and I, and I love how these these stupid games, like you mentioned, they're like right behind Kirk Herb Street as our most watched stuff. Like it's crazy. Yeah, people no, love it. Insane. Say, hey, I'm here for the content. If the people like it, keep doing it, man. Yeah, well, we got a game left. We got two games left: the Florida game and the bowl game, and then we're uh, we're moving on. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Trey landing Trey's usually in our NCAA streams. Landing Glenn does help you know you with certain skill players, yeah. right? Because you you have a quarterback that I think they want to play with. So, um, shout out to Garnet and Gold real quick, and then we'll get on to the rest. We'll talk a little bit more recruiting, go around the horn, and then let Richie go back and watch some golf. Uh, shout out Garnet Gold. Um, you can use code. Uh, this is DFNS15, right? No, it's not. No slaw. N O S L A W. Too many codes, too many things going on. Code no slaw at garnetandgold.com. The Nike stuff has started to come in. They've got some fire polos that you guys need to go check out. Get your stuff early with shipping delays, not by Garnet and Gold, but just by Nike and other things. Get your stuff now. Don't wait for August. Don't wait for Fanatics. Don't wait for anybody else. Get it at Garden Gold. Support Noel-owned businesses that give back to our community in Tallahassee and our athletes, as well as the boosters. Uh, they've been longtime Florida State supporters for decades. GarnetGold.com code No Slaw will get you fifteen percent off. That's No Slaw N O S L A W. No space in between. Appreciate Garnet Gold and all their support. I got tagged in something. Somebody picked some stuff up from them this week and, and tagged us in it. So good stuff at Garnet Gold always. Okay. Let's roll, Richie. Uh, we put in some crystal balls last week about a certain offensive line commit. Anytime Alex, anytime Alex Atkins heads up a recruitment, we feel pretty good. But uh, Florida State lands Lucas Simmons, four-star prospect, to really round out a, a pretty nice offensive and defensive line class. Not that they won't take anybody else on those sides, but our offensive and defensive line right now recruiting with Falk and Lamont, uh, Green Jr., Kearney and Simmons on the offensive side. Looking pretty good right now. But, yeah, Simmons commits to the big guys. Um, Barry's right. I need to write down the codes. Uh, they're written down somewhere. Just obviously not right here, but, uh, Lucas Simmons commits to the good guys, Florida state shoves, um, USC, Tennessee, UF, and both of their O-line coaches into a locker for, uh, for the talented four-star from Sweden thoughts. Yeah. We talked about him last week a little bit because we knew he was committing the day after we recorded. That's a big win, man. It's a big one because 
you went up against two NIL giants in Tennessee and USC, right? They're not afraid to pay these kids whatever they think they're worth to, to come there. And Alex Atkins went up there. And from everything I understand, that NIL did play a role in this. So shout out Rising Spear as well, because Florida State, you know, they did what they had to do. But at the end of the day, it came down to Alex Atkins. He had a multiple year relationship with Lucas Simmons. You know, Lucas Simmons came to the big man camp. I believe it was two years ago, the first year Alex Atkins was on staff. And that's where that relationship began. And, uh, you know, he stayed in contact, stayed on top of him. And, man, it, that's a huge pickup. In my opinion, it's the most impressive recruiting win for Florida State in the Mike Norvell area or era. Um, and, and I, you give all the credit to oh, Alex. He's got a sign. Alex he's got a sign. Well, well, it, assuming he signs, yes. That, that, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do think. But but listening to him, his interviews, his commitment ceremony, he FaceTimed Mike Norvell right away. He seems like a kid that he's got a good head on his shoulders. He wasn't going to make a decision unless he truly thought he was ready. Man, I, I'm excited. He, a true offensive tackle prospect, which we've really needed. We get all these tweeners, right? You know, they're, they're really a guard, but they could play tackle. No, this is an offensive tackle prospect. He's damn near six foot, eight inches tall, over 300 pounds, um, has like a 40 inch vert. Like he is just a specimen. And the last time we got an offensive lineman from across the pond, it was Malika Watson, right? The professional boxer from England who came here for one year and dominated and went to the NFL with the Raiders. I'm excited. That, that was one of the most exciting commits I can remember in the past few cycles. So that'd be the biggest recruiting win. The, the caveat to that, I might argue like Sam McCall, but like a good one. Yeah. But I mean, I do think you're right. Like Sam McCall is the only one I think you can make an argument for. Um, Thomas, if he ends up being better, but this is like your prototypical, like left tackle. That's going to like be that guy. Keltrick Falk also years. might like Falk might make an argument for this too, yeah. because like, you know how edge rushers are drafted high. So like, but that's going to be an interesting, you're starting to stack some of these guys like recruiting. And, and that's so that maybe that's a good point in, in transition there. You're starting to stack some like pretty highly rated guys, right? Like DBs with Thomas and McCall defensive ends with Falk linemen with Kearney and Simmons high draftable positions now it needs to get better wide receiver has to get better running back has to get better linebacker has to get better um you need to improve recruiting in some areas but they're doing a really good job at some of these money positions and I think that's something to 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 kind of tip your cap at and say like hey okay we're we're doing okay defensive back recruiting this cycle needs to do better as well um but we're doing some good things um, at some of those positions that you just mentioned. If if your conversation is like, hey, what are the, your best recruiting wins over the last couple of years? And there are a few defensive ends, a few offensive tackles, and some DBs, like that's eh, some that's some framework to to kind of get some things around. Obviously, uh, Glenn would would be another one that you'd probably add in there and say like, yeah, that'd be pretty big if, if that one could land too. So, okay, cool. Florida State did miss out on a commit. Um, Dalen Smothers went to or picked Oklahoma. I don't know if Florida State's all the way out there. I mean, there's you know some rumors they still may kind of continue to pursue. Obviously, it's not over until signing day, but I don't know. Running back recruiting needs to improve. I don't have a ton of thoughts on that. We kind of just spoke about it. There, you know, we're doing really well at a couple of positions and not so well at others. Tight end, running back, linebacker need to need to get better. Uh, wide receiver, defensive back this cycle. Um, but Dalen Smothers commits to Oklahoma over FSU in a battle that looked like Florida State was in a really really good position a few months ago. And as things continue to trend and trend, I, I don't think anybody expected him to pick Florida State over these last couple of weeks. 
No, it's unfortunate, right? Because, you, you know, we had Cedric Baxter committed and, you know, obviously he decommitted you know, a year or months ago at least, ends up committing to Texas, I believe. Uh, and to lose some other Oklahoma, it was not unexpected, but it's disappointing, right? You know, we talked about Atkins shucking or shoving both of U.S. offensive line coaches into a locker. I mean, DeMarco Murray's a hard guy to go against, right? Like, like that's who was the lead on, on some others. Coach Yak, I love you, man. You got to step it up because uh, you cannot allow this to happen. And I, I think it goes to show, uh, I think Atkins and Odell are both pulling their weight and then some right now. And then I'm not sure who else is, is kind of pulling their weight. Tony Tokars could enter the conversation if he gets Brock Glenn, but yeah, the, the staff as a Pap, whole. Yeah, Pap's doing a good job. I'll give Papuja a Pap, yeah, love. yeah, Pap as well, for sure. Really well. For sure. But in Tony Tokars, if he lands Brock Glenn, then all of a sudden you got, you know, half the staff is, is in really good shape. But there are some concerns, and I think that's up to Mike Norbell to address. And, and it none of that's going to be addressed in the immediate future. It'll be after the season after the signing class, maybe even after February signing class, we'll see. But yeah, it, it's concerning to me, the recruitment. It's funny because at the end of Jimbo's uh, era, we signed all the best skill players in the country, but no, nobody in the trenches. Now we're getting everybody in the trenches, but need some skill players. So uh, that's up to Mike to figure out and we'll see what happens. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Florida State announced a, their Hall of Fame class, uh, 2023, or sorry, 2022. It's not like um, recruiting, but Florida State announced a, a Hall of Fame class. We'll talk about it in just a second. Hit that like button if you're watching. Hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed. Or if you're watching this on the replay, shout out the replay watchers. Um, if you didn't catch us live, it's probably because you weren't subscribed. So hit the subscribe button. We're going to try and keep this pretty consistent with like the noon time. We've been doing that for months, but since we're Focusing a little bit more on YouTube. Going to try and just keep this consistently known. There will be times where that doesn't happen. But uh, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. And let's go from there. Hall of Fame class this year. I'll run down all of them and, and we'll go through. But from the tennis, from men's tennis, Jean Ives. Aubon. I'm glad you're reading these names because yeah. I, I have no chance at some <clears throat> That's a tough one. The rest of them are a little bit easier. Yeah. Amanda DaCosta from uh, Soccer. E.G. Green from football. We'll talk about it in a yeah. minute. Emma Dutton swimming and diving. Brooks Kepka, Richie's big one from golf. Uh, James Ramsey, baseball. Uh, this is a tough one. <laughs> Jekka Tarina, I don't know. Stepanova, volleyball. Uh, Snoop Minutes, Marvin Snoop Minutes from football. Snoop. The GOAT, Tim Pickett. Yes. Basketball. Snoop's the GOAT, too. Like, don't, no, let me not. Give Snoop his flowers. Um, Snoop's come to our tailgates and stuff, so he's the man. Uh, Tony Presley from soccer and Lawton and Beth Langford, uh, the More Stone Award. Um, Langford Green, obviously, name, some recognition there. Um, Tim Pickett, he, is he on your Mount Rushmore of basketball athletes? For Florida State, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That pissed you right Yeah, there. Yeah, for, for Florida State basketball, Tim Pickett, Man, he was one of the first elite players that Leonard Hamilton signed at Florida State. And, uh, you know, I was really young, and I don't think I appreciated him as much because I was, you know, TJ, I was a Syracuse basketball fan growing up. But I loved Florida State, so I'd watch Florida State basketball games. But Tim Pickett was so good. I, I don't think people realize how good he was. If he played for us in current days, he'd be a fan favorite. He was just, he did it all. Um, shot over 40% his senior year from deep. And I, I just loved Tim Pickett. 
and I'm really happy he, to see him get in there. Um, Brooks, oh man, it sucks. The, the whole live thing, you know, I, I support players going to live. I don't care. It doesn't bother me, but watching the open this week makes me realize that I think Brooks made the wrong decision, but I'm also happy. To oh, see is he not able to play in the open because he plays? At well, he, he played and didn't make the cut, um, but it, it looks like it's very likely, in my opinion, a year from now that you're not going to have any live golfers playing in any majors. So he did get to participate this year, did not make the cut. And I, make it a rule where they I just don't think in? he cares. Well, so here's the thing without getting too deep into the weeds, the live does not have official world golf ranking uh, um, standing right now. So those golfers are going to drop heavily. You know, he, he's top 50 in the world right now. He's not going to be top 200 in the world next year because he's not playing PGA events or any sanctioned tour. So he's not going to be able to play in these majors anymore. And that sucks uh, to me, but the masters, he can it. still play, right? Because he's won it. I like, don't you get won the masters. No, he's never won the masters. Oh, wow. He's won uh, two PGAs, two U S opens. So he can play in those ones for the time being, but it sucks again. I, and it is what it is. We're not here to talk about live versus PGA, whatever it may be. Um, very happy and appreciative. And I will always be a Brooks Kepka fan. Don't get it wrong. Like he is one of my favorite golfers in the world. Uh, it just sucks that, you know, here he is getting the ultimate honor from his, from his alma mater. Right. And we may not see him in majors moving forward, but again, Tim Pickett, Brooks Kepka. Um, I mean, EG green owned every receiving record in the world at Florida state when he retired or when I, when he retired, when he graduated. And then obviously Snoop, man, everybody, everybody loves yeah. Snoop Minutes. Love Everyone Snoop. loves him. Yeah. Yeah. And to give, you know, a little baseball love, James Ramsey, obviously a really big yeah. one. And he was there when I was um, there. That was big time. Ton of big names. All right, here, let's do this real quick. I found, um, you remember Pickett's win it? Do you remember Pickett's winner against Duke or no? Um, when I see it, I'm sure I will. Oh, yeah, 77, it. 76. Yeah. Can you hear it? Cannot hear it, but Tim Pickett down the court. We, we should have had Jeff Calhoun on this one, right? Yeah. Goes up. Yeah, so good. So, oh, wait, wait, that was Cummings. Yeah, I lied. I think Pickett got the, like, a steal or something like But anyway, I totally just blew that. So, yeah. All right. It's like Nick Anderson steals the ball, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like something else. All right. All right. Let's roll. Um, that's our Hall of Fame class. Yeah. Shout out to those. Some Doke upgrades um, announced. The coolest thing is that they're moving, like, just kind of like a refresher for the press box, for the luxury suites. If you haven't checked, go check out FSU football. You can kind of see that. Um, maybe that's something that I could share and it, and it be the right thing. I totally just like shared the wrong video on that. So <laughs> apologize if you were watching it, if you're listening, that it made a little more sense, but, um, yeah, some upgrades to Doke. Uh, Richie, you want to talk about them and I'll queue up a video and we'll watch that real quick. Yeah. They're, um, adding the, uh, basically the FSU hall of fame football players, their names and numbers to the facade. there, right by the press box in the luxury suites. I love the Bobby Bowden one with this hat like that. That will be a staple of Dope Campbell Stadium forever. I I think that the Bobby, you know, the one where the Barton Chiefs used to be, I hope that stays this year and every year after that. It's phenomenal. But they're they're definitely upgrading the, uh, the like I said, the facade of, of the press boxes and everything. There it is right there. If you're watching on YouTube, please go subscribe and share it. But man, that looks phenomenal. Look at that. 111 All-Americans, 48 bowl appearances. Um, and then it, obviously Derek Brooks by Bowden. I'm not going to say the receiver's name. Don't say Bolitikoff because I butcher I love the time. Bowden hat. 
You're spot yeah, on the, with the Balmain. Is, that is, fire. is phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff by FSU there to kind of give a refresh, a revamp. That'll look really cool. I'm trying my best to get Kara to let me to take uh, Elena to um, the FSU game, uh, the opener. Her party is that day. So I don't know. We'll see. But that would be really awesome if I could take her. So we'll see. But I want to see that in person. I think that's going to look really, really good. Um, all right. Let's go through a couple, like, kind of around the horn, and then we'll get out of here. Thank you guys for hanging out. Again, hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. Um, Link Jarrett brings his entire staff from Notre Dame with him. Not super, super surprising by any means, um, but brings his staff with him, the staff that obviously made it to Omaha. And there's a freshman – uh, ace pitcher right in the uh in the portal that florida state looks like they are in a good spot for we'll kind of see brett nevitt and those 247 we give the 247 guys a ton of shout outs and really love the work that they do um is certainly somebody to kind of go watch uh to see if you know to see kind of what uh what happens there and, and keep you guys updated so um baseball's a long way away but I'm excited for baseball season this year. You know, something a little bit different, something a little bit new. We'll see, obviously, how it goes and everything with the new coach and the new hire. But, uh, yeah, feel feel pretty good. Jack Finlay, um, left-handed it. pitcher from Notre Dame. So I was talking to somebody about this the other day. The soccer schedule got released. We obviously talked with Coach Penske. I mean, we know, I mean, football, you know, dogs my background. We got I get screwed it. on that soccer schedule. I'm sorry. Like, really? Road like games it. against a lot of good teams. Like, it. So I, I'm not going to pretend to be like the the you know most insightful soccer fan for Florida State, but re talking with a couple of people and seeing comments from several people, we got screwed on that schedule. So Brian Penske, love you, man. I, I loved the interview, but you got your work cut out for you this year. I loved his. I, I did love his energy. I will say that I oh, thought yeah, his energy goodness. was amazing. Yeah. Um, so he was a ton of fun to talk with. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I expect us to go four zero in those games, though. I, you yeah, know, we, we do should, play Auburn bro. at home, so it's it's South Carolina on the road, then Georgia, which those are close to each other, so it kind of makes sense. It's a Thursday, Sunday, and then Gainesville. You know, that just alternates each year, so I get it. But four SEC teams to to start the year. I mean, Coach Pinsky's used to that, right? Like, so he's going to feel like he's he right dominated the SEC, the SEC last year, so we're yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I honestly with lesser players, I, I don't see you know obviously new staff, everything you know, but I, I think Florida State went all four of those games. But we were talking about that volleyball schedule got released. Obviously, football's been out. Soccer released. Um, it's going to be just cool to have some FSU athletics back in in a month. You know, soccer starts their season on August 18th in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, Obviously, you know, football is, is really what drives it, but it's it's fun to to just have – all that we've got right now is baseball. I mean, I know you're watching golf today, but that's like a weekend thing. But, like, all that we – I mean, I can't watch baseball every day. MLB, you can't sorry, watch Fox, Fox Sports. My goodness, what was that? Oh, boy. Yeah, I, yeah. I just watched the Rays, man. Like, I don't even, But, yeah, that was pretty brutal. So, um, another hire within the athletic department, Janine Lalik. Is that is that how you would say that? I think that's I, it. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, named Deputy Athletics Director for External Operations at FSU, prominent industry leader with extensive experience in media negotiations, the identification of revenue streams, said Athletic Director Michael Alford. Um, so, yeah, I like it. I mean, obviously, you know, the athletic department exists to make money. Um, 
to provide scholarships and, yeah. and things for the students and then create revenue. And Florida State has struggled in some in some areas, some financial areas in the past. And so, you know, yeah, hopefully this is a, a much needed addition. Uh, I like that Alford doesn't maintain the status quo anywhere. Uh, I love that he goes that gets after it and, and does his very best to improve everything he can. And so, yeah, you know, there are people within any organization that sometimes get comfortable. And uh, I think that he does a good job of identifying who those people are, getting rid of them, and uh, bringing in people that will be the most effective to uh, move everything forward. So hopefully Janine is that person. I feel good about uh, the hire. But, yeah, I love everything Alfred does. Um, any other news and notes for you? We'll do some shout-outs and we'll get out of here. Again, if you're watching, if you're listening, smash that subscribe button. If you joined us late, go back and check out the beginning where we talk about Chris Parson, Brock Glenn. As soon as this thing is, is – as soon as I hit this in broadcast, it'll – uh, finalize and, and the video will be live everywhere. So um, go back and watch the video, hit the share button, hit the like button, the subscribe button, all those things. We certainly would appreciate it. Uh, any other news and notes or you want to go to shout outs, Richie? I think we go to shout outs. Um, that pretty much covers it all. It pretty recruiting heavy this week, but um, yeah, a lot of significant news in my opinion. Yeah, no, it was really, really good stuff. Okay, cool. Right before shout outs, I want to shout out just the podcast. Um, you know, go back and check out the interview with Brian Pinsky. Go back and check out the softball thing, which is on Wednesday night. Really, really cool to chat with Kaylee Mudge, Sydney Sherrill, Catherine Sandercock, and Devin Flaherty. Um, I absolutely loved hanging out with them. They were so much fun. Um, it wasn't like an interview where, like, I was just grilling them for an hour. Like, it was just a good kind of conversation where we laughed and we joked. And um, that was really, really cool to rewatch the win against Alabama. So that's here on our YouTube page. Go check that out for sure. Um do, 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 do. Okay, cool. Richie, who's your shout out for this week? So we talked about this a little bit and you're going to have to give, give me a minute here, but it's Tiger Woods and I, I'm sitting here watching the open as I'm talking to you. And unfortunately, you know, he had a rough Thursday and not a great Friday either, to be honest, but seeing him walk down the 18th hole at St. Andrews, the old course, right. And the crowd golf fans are the most knowledgeable fans in the world, in my opinion, just giving him his flowers while he's still around because it's unlikely that the open is back at St. Andrews until 2027 at the earliest. And that's still not for certain. Um, he broke down in tears and which in turn caused me to break down in tears at work while I'm watching this thing. Um, Tiger Woods, he he's long said that the old course at St. Andrews is his favorite golf course in the world, more so than Augusta. And the Masters is his favorite tournament, but the Open at St. Andrews is his favorite tournament that he's ever played in and always will be. It was just so special to me. I think of like when I grew up with my dad watching Tiger, um, he and Jack are the only two golfers to win the Open at St. Andrews more than once. Uh, they both won it twice. Nobody else has won it more than once. Uh, I got really emotional. And even my wife, when I showed her the, the YouTube clip uh, when she got home from work that day on Friday, she kind of understood because it was special to me. So my shout out hundred percent goes to tiger and he's one back right now, but hopefully Rory. So it shout out to Rory as well. The Nike. When belt. I started this thing, he was winning. He was two up. Yeah. He's one back right now. Plenty of time left, right? Yeah. Half the course. About four nine. No, four. Holes oh, four. Left. Oof. Yeah. All right. Let me get to the TV. <laughs> um, I got a shout out for Kaylee Mudge and we'll get out of here. Kaylee was obviously yeah. on the live stream with us. Big the other money day. Mudge. She is. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm going to have to edit. I'm going to have to make a Photoshop now that you just said that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Kaylee Mudge, Florida State's highest NIL earner uh, outside of football. So yeah. has earned more money her. through name, image, and likeness at Florida State than anyone else. And that's kind of crazy to me because it trumps basketball, which, you know, we didn't – I mean, Mills was hurt, and it was early in the year. NIL was kind of a new yeah. thing. But that's kind of crazy to trump basketball. And to be honest with you, baseball, um, you know, I know the team wasn't amazing this year, but, you know, you you, you did have some, some big guys on there that, you know um, – that you know, it's a little bit surprising to me, and just other girls on her team, right? Like Sydney and Cat and things like that. But what I will say is that Kaylee Mudge goes above and beyond in everything she does. She is a great ambassador, and not that other athletes at Florida State aren't, but she goes above and beyond to be positive, to share things that are relevant. She shares a ton of our content that we don't even like tag her in. She just sees it and shares it. And I asked, I asked her the other day, I was like, Hey, you don't have to share all our stuff. I mean, we appreciate it. But like, she's like, no, it's just good, wholesome content. It brings a positive light to FSU. I love sharing your stuff. And we don't pay her to do that. Like we're not, we're like, we're garden goals, a sponsor there. Hers, we're not, you know, like we don't have it. We don't make any money. Like, you know, like we don't have any money to spend here. I'm not rich like Harlan. So, um, you know, but she does that for us, and but she does that for everyone, and and even more so the the company she works with, Guardian Gold, and the different ones that she's a part of, and honestly, just one of the best all around people on Florida State's campus. Could not be happier for her, and uh, glad that she has that opportunity. And she said that I think it's just been a super cool opportunity. Obviously, I never want to take it for granted. I'm here for softball. I love softball. I don't play for the money, but it's an awesome opportunity for college athletes to make money because you don't have to really. You don't really have time to get jobs on the side. So it was really, really cool to hear her thoughts on that. She talked about loving working with Garnet and Gold. Um, we threw that up. You can go, you can go check that out here. I'll I'll even uh I'll I'll do you guys one better and I'll even put that tweet up uh in the comments so you guys can go check it out. But yeah, my shout out for sure. Uh Kaylee Mudge, Florida State softball outfielder, um, the leader in NIL at Florida State outside of football. What I want to know, and I don't want to get too deep into this because I don't want to put other people's business out there, but I want to know how many football players she's beating. Like that's what I would like to know because yeah. I bet it's <laughs> I bet it's quite a few. Again, we're not going to get that deep into other people's business, but uh, yeah, you can go check out the tweet where her comments are, are shared there. So, um, so, real quick, shout out uh, Sam Moore from the Listen Up Podcast. Him and I talked about this like a year ago when it first came into effect, and we said. The, the biggest winners outside of football are going to be women's athletes. And that seems to be true right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I do think basketball will catch up. I do think basketball will yeah. do some really good stuff. I think baseball will as well, but people love. Yeah. People love our women's sports. Our women's sports are really, really good. And I, I want to say this like as delicately as I can. Sometimes football players can just be a little bit difficult to work with. They're so busy and they're, um, Divas, whatever they're just yeah 18 hour work days essentially it's tough yeah (laughs) sometimes they're a little bit of divas too uh you know they're the big men on campus i get it so they're not as easy to work with kaylee does everything above and beyond that she's asked and really all of our you know a lot of our athletes do and that's not to say every football player at florida state or any just football players in general so yeah i agree i think you know it, it makes sense that softball is um up high on the list just because especially in the south athletes the south and the west coast softball it takes it seriously oh yeah the other thing is right now international students can't receive an il so people asked about soccer and some of our other sports so until they kind of fix some things with the law they're here on visas they're not allowed to earn money 
um, they really need to get that fixed because we need to be able to take care of, of those athletes as well. Um, but I do think that that's something that is hopefully coming soon. Somebody asked what time we're beating UF. Yeah, I think that's coming at 9 p.m. Um, maybe 8, but we had really good number. Let's just say 8. Let's say 8 o'clock, um, 8 p.m. NCAA 14 stream will be live here on the YouTube channel. Um, so, yeah. Don't be like Preston out. Parker who told us he was going to be there at 8 and showed up at 11. Oh, on don't Friday put this night. man on blast. Don't put <laughs> nah, he, no, he, he was phenomenal. Seriously. Um he did a great interview. Go check it out. It'll probably drop. I think they're planning on Friday, um, but we had a whole production crew there. Shout out the Roll Up Network. Uh, he took the time to come talk to me and my wife, Lindsay, uh, after the interview. Phenomenal dude. Like He made some mistakes at Florida State. He talks about it all, tells his own story, but just a really good down-to-earth dude. Took the time to talk to me and my wife where nobody's really. Um, it, it made us feel special for about five minutes, so, so shout out them for sure. Yeah. Mike, appreciate you too. Appreciate everybody that tuned in, commented. Again, if you're watching on replay, if you're watching right now, there's dozens of people in here. Hit that like button. It really helps with the algorithms. Hit the share button and subscribe if you're not, so that way we can um, make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Appreciate you guys for hanging out. Richie, enjoy these last couple of holes. That's about golf, please. Keep it PG. Uh, and y'all have a good weekend. Go Knowles.